Instacart shoppers know groceries. They know that you can't make guacamole with rock-hard avocados. They know how to quickly find those peanut butter pretzels you can never find. And they keep you in the know by giving you updates about your order along the way. Let Instacart shoppers help take shopping off your plate so you can get time and energy back for what really matters. Visit instacart.com or download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum order $10. Additional terms apply. Instacart. Add life to cart. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Good afternoon, ladies, gentlemen, boys, girls, golden retrievers and anyone else who has tuned in to join us today. And welcome to another post-conference presser. So plenty to discuss, a million and one things to get our teeth into today. So I'm your host, Dave Davis, and I am not broadcasting from a field in rural Ireland. I am very much in Scotland. I would say sunning myself, but that would be a complete lie. And today, it's my absolute pleasure to be joined by Lisa Marie, all the way from Tennessee. Lisa Marie, how are you? I am fine, Dave. Thank you. And it is sunny here in Tennessee. Um, you know, not to rub it in or anything, but, but we do have a very sunny and, and our weather has taken a warm turn from the frozen tundra we had, um, day or so, so before Christmas and day or so after. And it's bounced back and we're in some sort of a false spring right now, but I'm going to enjoy it. I am very pleased for you, Lisa Marie, but I suspect half our viewers now probably sit there hating you in all honesty, but we'll run with it anyway. So <laughs> God, we have, listen, we have got a million and one things to discuss. So we'll go through the usual guys. We'll talk about the, the clock presser, plenty to get into from there. We'll talk about any clues from the Aston Villa game, which they're running thick and fast, these fixtures at the moment in this festive period. So plenty to discuss there. We'll have a quick review of the opposition, Leicester, see what they bring, any threats potentially. And then Lisa Marie will be in the hot seat for her formation, her lineup, and see if she can beat the host with prediction, which I am slightly annoyed to say that Mr. Edward Gibbs did get the uh, first scorer right, but not the correct scorer, just to have on the note. So it is a case very much of guests one, host nil, as that stands. So without further ado, Lisa Marie, we will get straight into it. And Fascinating press conference as normal. So the usual start, Sky got first dibs as normal. 
There is, just for, for all viewers, just to set their watches, a half 10 embargo that was confirmed at the start. So we'll see what's in that one. And the questions flowed thick and fast. The first one, Lise Marie, that, that Klopp got stuck into was around the, you could probably guess, Cody Gakpo <laughs> talk. And this went on for quite a bit and even jumped back a few times to it. So sort of sky pause, sky repeat there. So looking at his comments there from Jurgen Klopp, Loved the way he started it. Really, really, really good player. Mentioned his age, potential and quality. You know, gave him a, a nice profile there. Interestingly told us that when we'd expect him, no real chance for Brentford because didn't expect the, the paperwork to be done due to bank holidays, that type of thing. The player didn't take much convincing, interestingly. Not surprisingly, maybe. When asked about his best position, very much referenced left wing, um, left wing, left wing even, where we've seen him most, but can play in different positions. And one of the things I did like that he said, he felt that we got him at the right time. As in, if he'd scored 40 goals in Spain, he'd be unaffordable and out of our reach. He thinks we've got him at the, the right time there. So, like I said, quite a lot was mentioned about Gapo, asked, jumped back to, so to speak. What were your honest thoughts when you heard all that? Yeah, everyone did seem to want to get their, um, you know, their Cody Gakpo question in today, didn't they? But yes, um, you know, you, of course, you wouldn't expect anything other than positive from Jurgen Klopp, but, but very much I, you know, it was, it was good player, good signing. It's good for him. It's good for us. You know, like this was a mutual, mutually beneficial signing, um, for, you know, for, you know, not just for us and, and, you know, to help out the depth and everything in our lineup, yeah. but, but, but good for him, you know, and, and I think, you know, he did make a lot of good points that he was at a, you know, he's, it's a good age to bring a player in, you know, into Liverpool where, yeah. you know, he's not so young that you're still needing to really work on development, but, you know, not older, um, you know, to where. Are you that person who has everything? The coolest merch and those must have fan threads. Well, over at our Anfield Index shop, we've gone that extra mile when it comes to pimping up your Liverpool collection. From our popular range of bespoke design t-shirts, sweaters, hoodies and hats, to our signature edition mugs, prints and coasters, all provided with fast worldwide shipping. We have something for every red. We also stock official LFC merchandise and are licensed with the Premier League and UEFA to sell official iron-on shirt badges and sleeve patches. As a listener to this podcast, you can get 10% off everything with coupon code AIPRO10. Just head over to AnfieldIndex.shop or find us on Etsy by searching for Anfield Index. Maybe adjusting and fitting into our style of play is is going to be, you know, more of a challenge for them. So, so I mean, I, I hadn't really thought about that, you know, even listening to the various podcasts and everything, you know, yesterday once the signing was confirmed. But, but it is, it's this 23, you know, this, that seems to be an age that we're, we're sort of targeting right now yeah. um, for the players we're bringing in. And it, and it is, it's, it's, it's a good age, you know, where you're not trying to pick up that young, hot prospect, but, um, but you've got players with a lot of potential and um yeah. So, I mean, I think I liked the little comments too about whether um there was a question, I think it was initially from, from sky about, you know, did, did Virgil talk to him? 
Yeah. Line, and, line. um, you know, and it was, well, yes, but, but no. And, um, you know, he didn't, he didn't take any convincing, which, um, of course, why would you need convincing to come to Liverpool? Right. So, um, but yeah, but no, I think you, you could tell that Klopp was very pleased that, that this had gotten done maybe as easily and as early as, as it did. And yeah. I think that's, that's all good signs for us. Yeah, agree with that. I saw an interesting tweet about it. Like you mentioned, the age. Someone's describing 23 as the FSG sweet spot. An interesting summary. So, yeah, we'll see if that that flows. But talking about signings, we've got, we've got to go on to the, the next bit and almost the next question that was asked, which what well, press conference can go by without Jude Bellingham <laughs> being mentioned or linked in some way. But he was asked about further signings. And I like what he did here personally. He referenced the, the Pep Linders about those signings being talked about in the boardroom rather than the press room, so a nice straight bat there. There was a bit more said, but I'm going to focus on the last line that he uttered, Lisa Marie, in this bit. We know what we want to do, and we'll see if we can do it. Now, you can imagine that's probably sent Twitter and old people into overdrive. (laughs) So what do you take from that comment? Well, it, you know, to me, it's a very typical Jurgen Klopp answer. Um, but you know, I, the, him quoting the, the Peplinders, um, comment made me giggle a little bit when I heard it because I thought, yeah, I mean, I laughed when I initially heard Linders say that. And, um, you know, for, for Jurgen to bring it back up, I thought this, you know, this is going to be his stock answer probably, um, you know, for, for the next few weeks. And yeah, you know, at this point with Jude Bellingham, I almost think it'll almost be anticlimactic if we do sign him because we've been talking about him for so long that, um, you, you have to, you know, you, it just gets talked about for so long that it's just like, oh, okay. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I don't know if it, it he didn't say anything that I didn't expect him to say because, you know, that's, that's just how Klopp is, yeah. you know, in response to those questions. But, but I I did appreciate the the little bit of humor in um, the lenders the lenders comment quote so that that he used there. Interesting. Just just for the hundred percent correct record, it will not be anticlimactic for me if Drew Bellingham does <laughs> sign. It will be a tremendous. I know, day. And, and honestly, it won't be for me either. But but you do sometimes, and, and I want to not so much for us. Um, I guess it was when, and I, not to bring up another club, but, but when Sancho finally signed for Man United, it was just like, well, yeah, whatever. And Holling finally signed for Man City. I mean, they've been talking about it for so long that when it actually happened, yeah. it felt like they'd already been playing for them for half a season. So, um, yeah. I, I get what you mean. It's feel like you almost assume it's done. So fingers crossed it is the same with this one. The, the one thing I took from it a little bit interestingly is, I had actually had a look back at some previous presses and he has said a few times at the specific times when it's been relevant window-wise for transfers that we're happy with our business, we are happy with the squad. So it's very, it, again, it's trying not to get fixated on one line, but just seem to be a bit distinct. And again, we'll see if it proves true. You know, we know what we want to do and we'll see if we can do it. But let's see on that one anyway. Transfers is going to rumble for the entire month coming up. So further questions as well, Lise Marie was mentioned around mindset, which was interesting. So I, I'm going to start, almost my opinion, a bit of a lead into this. I felt he was bullish the way he discussed this. So he talked about that we are chasing 
he couldn't remember a time when we could afford to slip up because he was asked about, you know, can you afford to, to slip up with the position you're in? Said we couldn't couldn't remember a time we could afford to slip up. I like some of the quotes as well, personally. We have to be uncomfortable for others to play. He even mentioned, maybe he knew about our show, the uh, the Villa game as well. So love the high-tempo start versus Villa. And a bit later on, he referenced this as well, that in Dubai, they've been talking about, as we know, touch to our frustration at times, going that goal down regularly. It kind of became the standard pattern, didn't it? So they wanted to get away from that. He also mentioned as well, wanting to have high energy. I mean, let's say it's a bit summarising for me. It was quite bullish, I would take it as. How did you see the, the mindset chat? Yeah, I, I found it interesting, and, and I agree with you on the on the bullish. Um, and, and yeah, I, I, that did it took me a little bit by surprise. I, I suppose not. That's not really quite right, but but I I found it a very interesting. And I haven't listened to a full press conference in a while. I'll I'll say. I mean, I've listened to bits and pieces, but this is the first time I've kind of listened to one in full in probably this season, um, quite honestly. So I I liked what he was saying here. I mean, you know, I felt that it was a little bit unusual for him to address it so directly. If yeah. you will, you know, Klopp is, is famously known for, for being able to say a lot, but not say a lot. Yeah. Like <laughs> That's that. the way to put it. Um, he, he does that. He does that very well. And, um, so I felt that, you know, this was, this was a little bit of a, of a different take for him to, to very directly address some of these things and saying that, you know, we, we know this is a problem that other teams have been scoring first and, you know, we've been, we're, we're working on that. We're addressing that. And, you know, and of course it didn't happen in the, in the Villa game. We, you know, we scored first. So, yeah. um, I found that, I found that very, um, just a very positive thing. And, and, you know, it, it just, it, it gave me a, a warm and fuzzy feeling, if you will, to, to hear him, you know, direct, you know, address it very specifically, very directly and very positively. Um, so I, I, I liked that. And I liked the fact that, you know, he used the word intensity, you know, that's kind of become a little bit of a bad word. It feels like, yeah. um, <laughs> but he used it and I, um, and I thought, but, but he's right. We, you know, that we haven't, you know, there's been a number of games where we've talked about the lack of intensity that the, that the team has had. And I felt that we, you know, we started off this, this last match against Villa, you know, with a, with a good rate of intensity. And, um, you know, hopefully this is, you know, it's turned a bit of a corner for us. Um, I, I tend to be very optimistic if, if you've listened to me talk at any point in time on a podcast. So. Indeed. Yeah, absolutely. It will be interesting to see, but I, I'd agree with everything that's said there. And hopefully, like you said, the, the byword of intensity doesn't become a, a byproduct of sort of negativity around. But yeah, I, I like that as well. A lot of positivity from that mindset section. Injuries update, we'll keep this one brief, that he stated there's there's nothing new, which is always a positive, especially when you're Liverpool, as we know. <laughs> but For there's sure. no one no one coming back, so that's Bobby ruled out. But there has been a few interviews this week around Bobby and saying that it's expected back for Brentford. The positive, though, Ibu back in training. So we have another centre-half on the docket. Now, I'm not going to come to you just yet for that, Lisa Marie, because we're going to discuss the team and lineup yet. But yeah, definitely positives from the injury side. Another section, I really, it kind of links to Gakpo, but I'm going to call it the impact or the knock-on effects. And I really, really want to talk about this because 
I suspect this is going to have sent Twitter ablaze realistically. <laughs> so the question about Gakpo was, I thought, I don't know the journalist who did this, but I thought it was nicely done, linked it to Bobby's contract and specifically asked about the knock-on impact on Bobby and any potential contract. Now, this was a distinct answer from Jürgen saying, no, no impact at all. A few other words, but to be clear, I want Bobby to stay. Very distinct, that Lisa Marie, because quite quite often he's not taught that much about players' contracts, naturally. I think the only two I can think have really been sort of pressed that way are, are Mo, which rumbled on for obviously most of the summer <laughs> and successful. And then probably, to use a phrase I heard the other day, Henderson vibes from it. As you remember when Henderson's last contract was coming up and Jürgen said, no, no, that will be sorted. Felt almost like a message to the powers that be, FSG, so to speak. What do you take from those comments? Because he was very clear then, Jürgen, in what he said. What do you take from that in regards to expectations even now around Bobby's contract? (laughs) That also took me very much by surprise because, again, as you said, a very um, uncharacteristic direct answer. Um, And he was very emphatic, wasn't he? I mean, you know. It was, you know, it's early morning when I'm listening to this, but that woke me up if, if I wasn't awake already. Um, I did. I found that very, very interesting. Um, that, you know, he was, that no, you know, Cody Gekpo is, is not in his mind a replacement, you know, for, for me. Yeah. You know, that very, that, you know, he nipped that in the bud, um, you know, with a machete. Um, so yes, so I thought that was very, very interesting. And, and I think it will be interesting to see what. Hello, I'm here to annoy you. I'm here to annoy you into listening to more of me and more of others on EPL index. We don't just have the Anfield index stuff. We've got EPL index as well, which covers the entirety of the Premier League. And we have three podcasts and a whole bunch of really good writing on EPLindex.com. The podcasts are my own two-footed podcast, which is every day at 4 p.m., Monday through Friday, covering the whole league. We have a Tad Predictable hosted by Tadiwa. You know Tadiwa, he does Anfield Index. He presents a Tad Predictable before every Premier League match week. And then Kevin DeVries and his crew on the EPL Roundtable, they're every week after the Premier League match week so make sure you listen to everything we're doing on epl index and follow us there on twitter at epl index thank you bye-bye develops with the contract um news for for bobby firmino i mean i you know i'm i honestly pretty much expected that he was going to stay i think it's just going to be interesting to see and for how long and under what terms um but i have I have had a feeling that that he was going to stay all along. So, but we'll see. I mean, that's obviously not, you know, set in stone at this point in time. But, but yes, Jurgen Klopp's response there was very telling, I thought, and very yeah. interesting. Yeah, and not not to blow our own trumpet too much, but for any followers up there, the Transfer Pod show that me and Trev do, we have said that everyone we've asked our sources had indicated that there is an offer for Bobby on the table. It's wanted to get done. so does add a bit of weight to that. But yeah, I think almost almost like you, I'll be more surprised if that doesn't get done now. But let's see on that one. 
The other interesting point, almost, that, that almost a segue into a, a separate question, but it, it was linked to the Gakpo signing, was asked around, is that because of the injuries? The Jota, the Diaz injuries, which, let's be honest, there's been a lot of talk, hasn't there? How serious are those? How long? Is, is it almost a, a necessity that's caused it rather than this has been plotted? Again, kind of, I like this, I'll use your phrase, attacked it with a machete, really. Like, no, not <laughs> at all. Specifically said, we've decided to do this from the sports side quite a while ago and mentioned a few months. It's wanting the green light from the financial side. So again, very distinct comments on this. What did you take from that? To me, this felt this felt a little bit more. Um, I you know I wasn't I wasn't so sure what he was saying here is was was full truth, if you will. Um, yeah. <laughs> now I could be wrong, you know, but. But yes, um, I mean, I thought he responded to that very well and, 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 you know, and what he said was very interesting. And, you know, and it very well could be that that was something that they were looking at and thinking about more for, you know, the summer transfer, um, period and, and because of the injuries to Diaz, to Jada, um, you know, and even the fact that, you know, Bobby Firmino seems to keep coming up with these little, you know, short-term injuries, you know, yeah, that have them out for, for a couple of games here and a couple of games there that, you know, that that just, you know, just maybe, you know, moved up the timeline. It was kind of the same thing with Luis Diaz last January, right? Where it was more, you know, I don't know that they were necessarily planning that, but it, it just worked out. Um, you know, I, this Cody Gekpo signing feels a little bit more strategic than that to me, especially since it was done so early. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know that, that Klopp was fully truthful with his response there, but that's okay. <laughs> that, and that's fine. And I'd probably agree with that because he couldn't really turn around and say, listen, guys, Diaz's knees half hanging off. Jota's, you know, by yeah. the pub, he's got injuries. We're desperate for a forward. He's not going to sort of commit exactly. to that by exactly. any means. So, so I, I liked it. I agree. I think he answered well. And in another way, I'm glad that he was bullish and, Worst case, it gives Gapo a lovely boost, doesn't it? That we wanted you for a while. Here you are, that type of thing. So, and the final bit that we'll talk about, which is interesting, I'll save this till last because he had a huge smile on his face, the boss, when he was talking about this. Darwin Nunes. So as soon as the words were uttered by the uh, the journo, big smile on his face. So naturally asked about if a few games it's had the maybe the the lack of recent goals, and I want to phrase that carefully. So in his answer, he talked more about it's about talking rather than coaching and talking at the right times. He'd be more worried if he didn't make the chances. That's when you start to worry about forward. It'd be good experience for the player and naturally he'll develop with time. And this bit was the last bit again, because I know we're picking up snippets. He really emphasised this and repeated it a couple of times. Exceptional talent he reiterated that a few times so again quite distinct comments so what did you make of the Nunes answer yeah I you know again that one gave me the warm fuzzy feeling and you know and the thing that that he said that I picked up on that that you didn't necessarily mention here was that he says it would be a problem if he didn't get the chances if the chances weren't there that's a harder problem to solve um, so I thought that was very interesting because, because he is right. The chances are there where it's not that we're having a hard time 
or he's having a hard time creating the chances where yeah. they're just not fully coming off quite yet. But, um, but yes. And I also, I wrote down that exact thing where he said he's an exceptional talent. Um, and, and I think it's, you know, and I, and I agree with all of that, um, that it's, it's going to come. And, um, you know, <laughs> statistically it just has to, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, no, but I, I thought all of that was, was, was very, again, very positive and, and very interesting to hear, you know, where he's saying, you know, it's not so much something that they're working on. It's not like they're putting them out there, you know, handing them a, you know, a, a cartload of balls and yeah. just shoot at the net. It's, you know, I think that it seems like they're, they're making sure, and I may be just totally reading a lot into this, but they're making sure that he's not, faltering kind of you know from the the mindset or the psychological set of things where you know because that's what you don't want is a player to kind of get in their head and be like oh my gosh I've got to make this I've got to make this I've got to make this and it it feels to me as though they're they're working with him to to keep him from wandering down that path but just be like just just keep taking your chances there it's going to come it's going to happen and and yeah and, and I hadn't really thought about it from that aspect that I said where, you know, he's like, you know, the, the harder problem to solve is when the chances aren't being created and we're, that's not the problem. And I thought, you know, that's, that's right. And that's true. And yay, that, that makes me feel a lot better. Yeah. I, I love the way he's backing him time and time again, again, really bullish. I thought distinct answers and probably I'm, I'm going to be completely honest from my point of view. I do think it will almost just drop, so to speak, for Darwin. I think it was starting mm-hmm. to, I think Southampton game, just before the, the World Cup was when I thought he looked almost polished at times, I'd say. I know we talk about the raw chaos, but really polished, <laughs> a couple of good finishes there. So, yeah, all aboard that Nunes train for me. So, yeah, what a press conference, eh? Quite a lot to discuss. It wasn't sort of very long, but there was a lot in there, wasn't there? And just as a reminder, we haven't even heard the embargo, so that's half ten tonight, ladies and gents, and you can see what's in there as well. But, yeah, so moving away from the, the press conference slightly and moving back to the games are coming thick and fast. So it was Aston Villa the other night. As someone describe it, a great game for the neutral. So I enjoyed some parts of it. At some part, times my heart was in my mouth. There was nerves. There was excitement. It had everything in a 3-1 win. So much to to talk about with this one as well. And it does really link towards the Leicester game. For Villa, though, specifically, Lisa Marie, was there any sort of performances or players that really stood out for you individually at all? Um, I would say Fabino, because it felt like he was more the Fabino that we expect to see on the field, um, you know, that that we haven't necessarily seen so far this season. So I I felt like you know that he whatever it was that he needed um he he's clicked back into place so let's just hope that that was that that's the beginning of a trend not just a one-off but but that was the thing that I think probably stood out the most for me um and and Trent seemed to be not just Trent but but it felt like it has felt like this season for certain and and even a little bit toward maybe the back half of last season where it felt like we didn't necessarily have Trent and Robertson have a good game on the same night, you know, like just that, that just 
almost telepathic connection the two of them had had seemed to slip in some way, some shape, some form, somehow. And I felt like that had clicked back into place um, the other night as well. You know, they both had a very good game. And um, so that I, you know, I felt was, was very, very positive that, that it's hopefully we're seeing them both, you know, you know, hit at the same time. And we can, you know, get back to a lot of that sort of, you know, the, you know, the crosses from one to the other that, you know, switch a play that, you know, we've depended upon so much and it just sort of slipped. Um, you know, hopefully that's, that's kind of going to, to reappear for us on a regular basis as well. So, but I mean, I didn't think anybody played badly. Yeah. Um, which, which, you know, is, is also another strong in the, in the positive column, because that's not something we've necessarily been able to say, I don't think too many times this season. So, um, yeah, I don't think any, I think everyone had at least a, an average or a, a good game. And then we had, yes, quite a, you know, quite a few that had very good games and it was just very, very pleasant to see. Interesting. Yeah. I'd, I'd agree largely with that. I didn't, yeah, there's no one who we can single out in the, the negative sense, so to speak. And listen, I'll take up, any chance I can to bring up that goal <laughs> because that touch control from Trent and that Ugh. ball with the outside of the foot to, to Robbo. Being serious, I, I think there's only maybe two players who can play that ball potentially in the Premier League. One may be De Bruyne at City. I thought it was absolutely exquisite. Even Robbo, and, and it's right the fuss should be made about the ball by Trent, absolutely. But I thought Robbo still ran onto it, cushioned it beautifully. Just put it on an absolute plate for Mo. That's the only way I can describe and, it. And coming from the right side, you know, which is not his side of the field. Yeah, true. So, I mean, I know he, he, I think he still kicked it with his left foot, but, but still that's his, not his natural field position for him to lay it off like that to Mo. I mean, the whole thing was, it was, it was just beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. I mean, it's probably been my favorite goal of the season so far. Yeah. Um, quite honestly. Um, and I do, I love, I love a team worked goal anyway. I just, that's always a, a personal favorite. And, and it was, it was, you know, and it was just one of those where I don't want to say it was unexpected, although it was a little bit because it was early, you know, it was early in the game, but yeah. just, you know, the, the nice corner in, but bang, you know, kind of bounces around, comes out to Trent, Trent, you know, lays that off. And yeah, it was just, it was, it was beautiful. It was absolutely beautiful. Yeah, it, it wasn't even on the schedule to talk about that, but I will not apologise for <laughs> That's one all right. second. It was absolutely brilliant, that one. So, I mean, I'd probably agree with large parts of that. So the section when we talk about, like we did last week, has anyone played their way in or out of selection? So I think that's pretty much answered that no one's necessarily played themselves out of selection, which is it's difficult to argue against. So... I'm actually going to put Lisa Marie on the spot a few times. I'm going to single out a few players now to see what she honestly thinks. First one, Ibu's back. Have Matip, no one's going to drop VBD, so we can, you know, delete that from the question. <laughs> but any shout for you of replacing Joel Matip? I don't think so for this match. Um, and I, and I could be absolutely wrong, but I think. I I I think Matip will start and and we might see um Kanate come in maybe you know latter half of the game 
possibly, you know, just yeah. depending on what, on how things unfold. But, but I don't, I, I don't, and I could be completely wrong, but I don't think he'll start. I think, I think Maddup will, will keep that starting spot at least for the Leicester game tomorrow. Makes sense. Now, this one is going to seem like a sacrilege, but stay with me on this one because there's a lot of games <laughs> coming up, obviously, in a short space of time. This is going to sound strange after what we've said. Any type of fullback rotation with the likes of Simicas, Ramsey, Fresh, any potential chance at all for Leicester? I don't think so. Um, I don't. I, I, I don't think so. Um, assuming I know part of the reason Trent didn't play against Man City was he had been ill. So assuming, and I think that's part of the reason he came off, um, on the, on the Villa game. So, so assuming that, that he hasn't had any, you know, step back or anything on yeah. him, whatever that illness is, I think he'll start. And I think Robertson will start too, because to me, Robertson is a very rhythm player and, you know, I don't think you want to break that rhythm. I could see him maybe coming off at 60 and putting Samikas in, but I, I, I don't think, I think Robo will still start. Fair enough. I am struggling to make any compelling case against that. <laughs> especially I agree there. Now, this is the one that might just sort of open it up, so to speak, because like you mentioned, a lot of people did well. There was a lot of substitutions especially in this area so we've got to talk about the midfield because it started well but I, don't, I want to be careful how I phrase this the energy just almost evaporated didn't it in the early part of the second half especially in midfield we seem to really struggle and actually the substitutes had a real positive impact and thinking about the midfield specifically Naby coming on um, young Badges, Badgesetic what a you know what an introduction what a goal as well, so to speak, like, you know, Harvey, interestingly, because played higher up, wasn't he? He was for Ox, more realistically, yeah. who we'll, we'll come to. Any shift from that Fabinho, Thiago, Hendo midfield against Leicester for you? I think Naby might start instead of Thiago. Um, I know there's been quite a few people who've talked about Naby and Thiago sort of being used almost as one player or you think of them as one player, um, you know, where one starts and then maybe the other one comes on, you know, 60, 65 minutes and, and vice yeah. versa. So, so I have a feeling, especially since I thought when Naby came on, he did very well. He brought a lot of control back to that midfield that had kind of been slipping away in the, in the first part of the second half. Make sure I say that right. Um, so I have a, I, I have a feeling Naby might start. I could be wrong there. Could be absolutely wrong. Um, I don't need a VPN. I've got nothing to hide. <laughs> this is what I used to tell myself before I hooked up with LibertyShield.com. Not only is my home internet now fully encrypted, but I can now access all the websites I want, whenever I want, and do so from absolutely anywhere. As a Liverpool fan, I love to know I can now watch every match, regardless of whether it's on UK TV or not. My Liberty Shield VPN makes sure nothing is blocked and guarantees me super fast streaming speed throughout that match. You can get connected right now with their software package, which includes a 48-hour no-obligation free trial and instant access to their apps for Apple, Android, Fire TV, PC, Mac and Android TV. Or 
Go a step further like I have and get one of their pre-configured VPN routers. These small but powerful devices allow you to easily connect every device in your home to VPN, making it the perfect solution for smart TVs, mag boxes and games consoles. Visit libertyshield.com today and use coupon code AIVPN25 to get 25% off at checkout. And I, I mean, I think Fab will still, you know, will still start. And I don't know if, yeah, I don't know about whether, whether it'll be still be Hindo or if, um, you know, if maybe he puts Harvey back over into that right sided eight position. I, yeah. you know, I'm not sure. I honestly don't know. Um, but I have a feeling Henderson will probably start. Um, but I, you know, it's who knows. <laughs> <laughs> we will we will definitely come back to that. We'll we, will see, force, right? we will force Lisa Marie to nail her colours to the match later on. And the only <laughs> other one I wanted to talk about, because there was a lot of sort of derision around this selection, but I certainly didn't think he disgraced himself. Like you mentioned, no one sort of played the way way out. The ox on the left hand side of the front three. Good enough to stay there, would you say? I think so. Um, you know, and I talked about this, um, when I was on the, on Nina's show after the match is that first of all, he's barely played. Second of all, when he does play, he definitely does not generally play on the left side in the front. So he was for someone who was playing very much out of, out of his traditional position. I thought he did very well and I felt he grew into the game, you know, as, as it went on. So, I think he may he may start in that spot again. Um, I, <laughs> if for no other reason, there aren't been, aren't a whole lot of other choices. Um, but but I think I think he you know he played well enough to um, you know to keep that spot. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that. And sometimes it can be selection by default, so to speak, can't it? Like we said, especially <laughs> the way our, in, our injuries go as well. But we will come back to that later with a specific formation and lineup section. Lester, <laughs> we, we do need to talk about the opposition. We'll, we'll keep it, it brief, but an interesting team to play at this time. I mean, they're 13th in the league. They're four points off the rele- relegation zone. I think, let's be honest, they had an absolutely atrocious start. But just before the break, they started picking up again. However... After the restart, if we're going to call it that, I mean, their their last game against Newcastle, the 3-0 defeat at home, they were absolutely hopeless, to be honest. I mean, the game was pretty much dead and buried by half-time. Injury news-wise, interesting for them in this sense that maybe good for us. Madison's out. He's got a serious knee problem. Um, Dennis Pryor, I think it's pronounced, is out. A couple of players were were back on the bench and introduced second half. I had the feeling that almost the, the way he did it Brendan Rodgers, that he'd given up the ghost of that Newcastle game, but wanted to get the minutes. So, Ndidi, Ian Nacho, and Vardy, oh, always brings a Trevor to me that when I think about him versus Liverpool, <laughs> they did come on for the for the last game. Interesting fact as well, I mean, we've lost two out of the last three against them. However, on the completely opposite side, they've lost nine of the previous 11 visits in the league to Anfield. And a little bit of info that we had come out that Brendan even cancelled their day off after the Newcastle defeat. So, sensors, sensing they're not exactly ecstatic there. And Klopp talked about it as well, Lisa Marie. This again, I loved it. Anfield under the floodlights. He even mentioned how they'd struggled with Newcastle's intensity, which you kind of just has a little feeling 
I might be wrong, see if you agree, sets the blueprint for this a little bit that do you think we're going to go after Leicester from the off? I hope so. <laughs> I I absolutely hope we do. Um, yeah, and, you know, I'll be honest, I, I have not watched Leicester at all this season. And, um, you know, when I was kind of reviewing some of the, the names that have been on the team sheets for the last last couple, just so I would sort of know what I was talking about, there were a lot that I wasn't necessarily familiar with because to me, yeah. Lester has always been Jamie Vardy. Um, and, right. and he, he hasn't played a whole lot. I don't know if he's been injured or, or, or if age is just catching up to him or, or what. Um, so yeah. And, you know, and them Madison being out is, is a big blow to them because he has certainly been, you know, from what I understand has, has been one of their, if, if not their only, um, you know, standout player for the for the season thus far so them not having madison for well certainly for for our match and and it sounds like maybe for quite a few afterward is 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 going to be rough for them um and yeah and i honestly was a little bit surprised that they were as high up in the standings as they currently are just because i knew that they had had such a horrid start to the season um so i was a little bit i was like oh okay um so yeah but they're just yeah i don't know um i i i'll i'll be honest with you and cards on the table and i just i i don't know a lot of specifics about them most most information i have comes from listening to to dave hendrick's um two-footed podcast so yeah. <laughs> but yes, um, but I'm, I'm quite pleased to see that it doesn't look as though, you know, Jamie Vardy is currently on a hot streak. That, that's Definitely. good. Um, <laughs> and the fact that, that James Madison is, is out for, certainly for our match and it, it sounds as though the foreseeable future. So, um, all of those sound bad for them, but good for us. And I will, I will take that. And I do, I hope we do start with, you know, with, high intensity yeah just out of the gate because again they struggled with I I mean we know just for our own selves we play better when we do that and um so not even thinking about who we're playing and how they responded to that against Newcastle it's just the way we need to start regardless how this team needs to start because it it (laughs) it's only going to be good for us if we start off that way. It feels like if we start off sluggish, we end up having to dig ourselves out of a hole at some point in time. And I always, always want us to start with a high intensity. Agreed. Yeah. I think for me, I, I agree with a lot of that. If you'd said at the start of the season, this is going to have, you're playing a Leicester where Madison's going to be out and Vardy, like you said, age, injuries, whatever it may be, a combo of both even, so to speak, isn't firing. You'd have taken that all day long it's a team that struggled in their last game. I think Klopp absolutely nailed it, especially around the the intensity. It has all the makings for Anfield under the light. Get after them and get after them fast. Now, that also means at the same time, if the goal doesn't come straight away, there's absolutely no reason to panic. You still stay alert. But they've got players, like I said, there's still goals in there potentially, like Ian Acho, that type of thing. But there's no one there that I'm thinking... We've got to keep an eye on. It's one that I almost feel that the only way this goes wrong is if Liverpool beat themselves, so to speak. And, mm-hmm. you know, the, the full focus isn't on the, the task at hand. So, yeah, I, I agree with all of that. I think la- the way they'll approach it as well, 
could be wrong, but I am hoping this is correct. Might even have eyes on bigger fish, so to speak, in the game after this, that it might be a case of it's Anfield, it's a free hit, lad, so to speak. There's no expectations. Could be wrong, but we'll see. But yeah, it's maybe a good team to play at a good time. So there's, I'm not really seeing any excuses from a, a Leicester point of view that I can offer up. So touch wood, all that comes to fruition. <laughs> so I'm going to look really stupid in a few days' time, aren't I? Well, that's a different discussion. I'll be right so, there with you, so it's okay. Yeah, indeed, indeed. So we'll come to the, the final section then. So we're going to really grill Lisa Marie on this. She will not get away with anything. There will be no splinters from sitting on the fence at all. The formation, the lineup, and then the beat the host prediction. So I didn't say, but I should have said last time, Eddie Gibbs went with the 4-4-2, which is actually completely incorrect, which I do have to know because he beat me and he's 1-0 up on me. <laughs> but I got the, fir- the formation right. So on this, Lisa Marie, formation, see anything other than the standard 4-3-3? I don't. I don't. I think it'll be the, I think it'll set up as the 4-3-3 and, and, you know, depending on how Lester play or, or, you know, what we come up against, you know, it might, it might switch up a little bit, you know, depend on, depending on substitutions and stuff. But, but yeah. no, I think we set up, I think we set up in the standard 4-3-3. Agreed with that. And these are the key parts because you kept your fullbacks the same, fully understandable. You kept Matip the same, you didn't put Ibu in. You were absolutely keeping in Fabinho. We'll leave the other two midfield slots because we've got to come back to them. You kept your faith in the Ox. Salah and Nunes, again, maybe by default and the lack of options, but completely understandable. So you've got Fab in the six. You've got to give me your left-sided and right-sided eights. There's no umming and ahhing. Who is <laughs> starting alongside Fabinho? You know what? I am. I'm going to go in and I'm going to say Nabby on the left side and I'm going to say Hindo on the right. Nabby, so giving Thiago a bit of a rest. But interestingly, I think like you said, and a lot of people have said this, classed as one player, so to speak, aren't they, in a way? Cater yeah. and Thiago, switching them when, and you're keeping Hendo, so no room for Harvey Elliott. Interesting, you know. Well, and, and you do know he is my fourth child. I don't know if you've I, heard that. I, I have but... heard about this, which is kind of why I was surprised a little bit, but that's absolutely fine. I, no, we I, don't want to overplay him. You know, we've, it, you know, I, I'm trying to manage expectations and, um, yeah. So it's a bit of a stage mother, if you will. That's fine. It, interestingly enough, and I could be, again, we could also be wrong on this. I just have a feeling this might be a game again with the Brentford one, which is maybe a tough, I know we should always take the next game. I get that, but maybe a tougher one on paper. I just have a feeling that Leicester was setting up to spoil. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to sort of half half bet this. I have a feeling that Simicas will come in just for professional legs, so to speak, rotation. I agree that Cater will come in for Thiago again for that element. I also think because Leicester will sit back slightly and rely on the breaks sort of the energy of the likes of Dewsbury Hall. I just get the feeling that Harvey gets the nod on the right-hand side. And again, the reason I'm thinking is, not that he's my child at all, but that I think he's <laughs> saving Hendo for the Brentford game. Brentford is the physical challenge, so to speak, more, isn't it? They are a very 
they're a tall yeah. team, similar to ourselves. They play a certain style. You know, there's the likes of Tony and Bemo up top. So I just have a feeling that Fabinho stays, but he'll be joined by Cater and Harvey on the right. But time will tell when that fixture, well, the fixture is when the lineup event does come out. And the final, final thing that I'm going to ask you, Lisa Marie, beat the host. So the guest always gets first dibs here. So I'm going to ask you for the correct score and our first goal scorer because hopefully you're not going to go nil-nil and ruin it for everyone so to speak so <laughs> the correct score and our first goal scorer what are you going with for score i am going to go three nil like yes and i am going to say that nunez scores the first goal Darwin, okay, you've taken part of mine because I would have backed Darwin all day long for that <laughs> one. So, in, in tune with Klopp's presser, I'm going to go very, very bullish. So, I'm going to go 4-0. And I'm not going to look any further than the Egyptian king opening the scoring on what I'm hoping. Always a safe fingers, bet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> fingers crossed is an easy routine night for the Reds where substitutions are made, resting up for Brentford. It never works that way with Liverpool. Listen, a win with no injuries is what we take, but fingers crossed we are talking about three points and no injuries at the end of this. So all that leads me to say is, Lisa Marie, thank you very much for your time, very much for your thoughts. Hopefully you didn't feel the pressure too much when being grilled at certain points as well. <laughs> Not at all. No, thank you so much for um, extending the invitation. I've enjoyed this. It's been a little bit different from what I've done in the past so very much have enjoyed um chatting through this with you brilliant good stuff and final things just say with with housekeeping so don't forget you'll have the no normal um nina Kowser show the uh after match so i'm sure there'll be plenty to say fingers crossed there'll be plenty to say as we're talking about a liverpool hammering but that has been the post conference presser for leicester we'll see you for the next one we hope you enjoyed listening to this anfield index show please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 